Welcome to the Rebel Heart Coaching Podcast, where BSN registered nurse, integrative health practitioner, and board certified life coach, Samantha Shatek teaches you how to go beyond managing your circumstances and start intentionally creating a life you love using her proven strategies. Hello, my lovely, lovely friend. How are you today? I just wanted to take a minute to really thank you for listening in, whether this is your first episode or if you've been following me all along. I'm really grateful to be able to just collect my ideas and wisdom and sit down and record something every week that I know might resonate with you. And it's just so beautiful. And I'm really thankful for your support and your presence. And I really hope that you're learning something or inspired or maybe even mildly amused by these recordings, these sessions. And I'm just inspired to keep showing up because I love doing it and it just feels right. So today's topic is just do it. Listening to your ideas, inspirations, dreams, and heart. And it's so funny. I was when I was thinking about recording this podcast. I wanted to sing that song, listen to your heart when it's calling for you. And so I just did sing it because I couldn't stop. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about that song. So there I, I got it out. I just want to talk about how the ideas and the inspirations and the visions and the dreams that come to you and however they come. Like I said, through visions, dreams, maybe it's gut feelings or just a knowing, maybe it's words or through numbers or nudges, maybe it's through a sound, anything that you are sensing, these are all uniquely yours and they are such a freaking gift. We totally take it for granted because we are busy and we don't take a step back to realize that not everyone is receiving the same message as you at the same time. It's your message. This is from your spirit, from your guides, from your ancestors, from God, from your inner voice, your inner knowing. This is your medicine. And it's so powerful. This is seriously a big deal, y'all. We are supposed to pay attention to these. We're supposed to pay attention to the cues. We're not supposed to brush it off. We're not supposed to make excuses. We're not supposed to ignore it. We're not supposed to let fear overcome our inspiration. No, we are meant to take action from this inspired idea or place. But what happens is we tend to pause and hesitate and our analytical mind and our ego and our fear and our anxiety take over instead of just being in the faith and in the connection with this inspiration or vision and trusting that. So when you're feeling something, and especially if it keeps coming up, make the call, paint the picture, Reach out to someone that keeps popping into your head. Send them a card. Take the job. 
apply for the job, create a business that you can't stop thinking about that keeps you up at night, do the thing that is being called of you because it's uniquely yours. It's not, we're not messing around here. This is your life. And the reason I'm so passionate about it is because I think that we're just so numb to these messages for a variety of reasons. So this episode is born out of a recent experience I had two days ago. And this is just one example of many. And really, this has been happening my whole life. And also, this has probably been happening your whole life, whether or not you've really noticed it or realized it. I'm going to give a little background. There's a little bit of a story here. So just hang with me and go on the journey. There is a path along the Mississippi River, and it's right outside of our house. And my partner and I walk right outside on this trail every day with our dog and sometimes multiple times a day. Now, on the path, there is a bridge that goes over us. So when we walk on the path, we go under a bridge. And for the past few months during the freezing ass cold and snowy winter that we've had here in Minnesota, there has been a man who is homeless and living under this bridge. And we walk past him daily and sometimes multiple times a day. And usually I can't really see him because he's usually laying down and covered in blankets. So I will only see him under a heap of blankets. And then I'll see different objects on different days moved around. So for example, there'll be boots and food scraps. And then one day a bike showed up and another day we saw a backpack. And so like the only way that we really knew that he was still living is that there was different objects and items being moved around or added or subtracted. Basically, some days I was terrified because it was so cold that I actually wasn't sure he was living. And he's usually pretty still when I walk by. There's not a lot of movement. So there's this fear that I sort of had also that I didn't really want to disturb him or I don't want to find him dead. Also, a little bit of concern for safety. Like, is this person, you know, what's their condition? Like, what is their mental health status? Also, it's been really, really challenging because as I walk by this man, I am forced Well, I shouldn't say forced. I should say it is presented to me daily as an option to confront my own humanity through looking and observing his predicament. It's been almost torturous for me, honestly, to witness this. And I'm always feeling like I want to do something. And I never know what that is. I've never figured I hadn't figured out what to do. And also there was a concern for safety primarily because uh, one day about two weeks ago, my partner was walking by and saw him and I guess he might have been out of the blanket and she asked him if he needed anything and she said that his response was, yeah, a gun and bullets. Okay, so now there's this homeless person that says he wants a gun and bullets and I don't know if that's to kill someone else or to kill himself. But now there's a concern for safety, but also 
there's just this nagging feeling like this is horrible that this person is under the bridge in this weather. And I just kept asking God and source to just show me if there's something that I can do. And I just kind of continued to stay curious and open. And so it's not like I think about this person 24-7, but definitely contemplating it because I come into contact with him every day. And so two days ago, I was doing yoga. And I was not thinking about this person at all. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, he popped into my head. And then what happened was wild. And maybe you've had something like this happen. It was as if a scene from a movie played out in my mind's eye. I'm sitting and doing yoga and I'm having this movie scene play. And it's as if the movie was showing me exactly what I would be doing as if it was a must or like it was already written in the cosmic script and being shown to me. I just felt like it was such a strong message that it wasn't just my imagination, that it was literally like someone or something speaking to me in some way. And so I finished yoga and then I immediately got dressed and I was going to take my dog on a walk. And then what I did is I took action and as weird as it seemed, and I'm going to be honest, it seemed really dumb and weird and useless and It seemed honestly insignificant to my rational brain, but I was like, nope, I'm just going to do this. I'm listening. So what I did is I grabbed a gift bag that we had that had been gifted to us and I filled it with things that I had around the house. So I filled it with socks and toothpaste and a toothbrush and a candle and a lighter. And I had a $5 bill on me and that's it. So I put a $5 bill in there and then... I had just made homemade blueberry muffins, so I put two muffins in there. And then it came to me, and I wanted to put a note inside. And what came straight out of my heart and onto the paper, and what I wrote is, you are loved, and I see you. And after I wrote that note, I got so emotional. I started crying, and I'm actually tearing up now thinking about it. This person is just as human as you or I. And we don't know, I don't know why he's homeless. But I started thinking about how my mom's sister, my aunt Nancy, she ended up dying homeless under a bridge in San Diego. And I was almost wondering if maybe she sent me this vision. I don't know. But I also thought about, I think what made me cry is I thought about if this was me, what would I want? And like, would anyone acknowledge me or help me? And God forbid I would ever be in that situation. But it was just an emotional feeling that like I was writing this note from my heart, almost from something beyond me. It was a part of me, but it was coming through me. So I got ready, as I always do. And then as I approached the man, I slowed down. And he was in his usual, you know, laying down heap of blankets over him. And as I walked up to him, there was no movement. He didn't uncover his blanket. And I just said, you know, hi, I'm sorry to bother you, but I'm just leaving something for you. And there was no movement. He didn't acknowledge verbally, which is fine. So I said, I'm leaving now. And, you know, I I continued on my walk along the path. I continued walking and I kind of just let go of, 
how he was going to receive it or basically anything that would happen after this point. And as I walked back in that direction, maybe 10 or 15 minutes later, I noticed that the gift bag had moved and it was now sort of laying flat as if he had looked into it and it was in a different position. So I knew he had seen it and I don't know what it was, but something just felt so right about it. And, you know, I didn't even waste any more time contemplating if it was an embarrassingly insignificant gesture or if you know, he'll spend the $5 wisely or any of that stuff, any of that mind chatter. I just trusted that like that vision was so clear. And I felt good because I listened to that voice, not even knowing the necessary purpose or impact. And so here's the thing. It's always the easier thing just to walk by because it's easier to ignore and not look at someone or not look in their eyes and not feel their hopes and dreams and their pain and their loss and despair. It's easier to just make assumptions and justify not stopping or not taking action by making up some story about them. Like making up a story about them is some free pass for us to dehumanize this person or to justify our inaction or to justify ignoring it. It doesn't really matter if we're trying to tell ourselves, oh, this person is lazy or they're crazy or they're addicts or whatever the story is. That's still not a justification. And I'm certainly not suggesting that we put ourselves in harm's way or that we don't use common sense or keep ourselves safe. Obviously, that should be a priority, but we're so quick to judge and to let our fear overwhelm us. And what I did was not really putting myself in harm's way any more than it was to just be walking my dog by. And so it was like this was the perfect solution in this moment for this situation. And I didn't feel unsafe doing it. I didn't necessarily have to interact with him. And it just felt good. So yeah, we're using common sense and we're keeping ourselves safe and we're being compassionate and being humane and acknowledging people. And what is that balance? Because I think we tend to shut down and be fearful and not feel safe, which is totally understandable. And we do want to remain safe. But how can we do both? And I realized that, you know, bringing some muffins and socks isn't going to solve the worldwide homelessness problem. But maybe that's not even the point. I mean, how many times did I try to ignore the nudges in the past month before Something that felt like it was greater than me just moved me to action. I'm not really sure. When I was at Augsburg and I was completing my BSN in nursing, we had this guest speaker and I'll never forget her. She was a veteran who served in our military and then as a civilian came back and was living her life and had a home and didn't have any like significant mental health issues, so to speak of, at least that she mentioned. And just by a series of unfortunate circumstances and lack of support, she became homeless after living an otherwise normal life. And so here we have this veteran, she's homeless, and when asked the question about what she needed the most, this is how she responded. She said, you know, food and clothing and toiletries were always nice, but what I really needed is to be seen. She goes on to say, all of a sudden, people looked through me and they looked around me 
and I became invisible. We are all invisible out here. The best thing that you can do for a homeless person is just acknowledge us. Ooh, I'm going to let that sink in. I mean, I could just sob that gives me chills. And even though this is really true for minorities and people that are experiencing homelessness, I mean, are they really so different than us? Don't we really just want to be seen too? How many times in our life are we feeling like we're not really seen for who we are or who we're trying to become? How many times do we feel like we're not acknowledged by our loved ones or coworkers or whoever, or even maybe by ourselves? This is going to be a whole nother podcast about the topic of the art of presence. In delivering this gift to this man, I was seeing him. And in the note, I told him, I see you. And in my opinion, the fact that I was able to listen to that nudge two days ago, it made my whole day. And I only can pray and hope that it made his whole day too. And so my question for you is, Is there something in your life that's been knocking or nudging you that you aren't listening to? Is there something that you just feel like you've been pushing aside and saying that it's not a big deal, but really if you did it, you wouldn't have to keep spinning your mental wheels in your monkey mind thinking about it? And that's another reason that, you know, if you keep perseverating about something, it's kind of a sign that maybe you should take action. And also another question to contemplate for this episode is how can you acknowledge and bring more awareness and really start seeing more of your family members, you know, really see them. Like we get so stuck in this mundane routine sometimes that we just take people for granted and we are sort of on autopilot and we're not really using our other skills to be present with people, especially the ones we love. So how can you acknowledge more of your family, your spouses, your kids, your coworkers? How can you just appreciate the coworkers that you might take for granted or be present and see them and actually acknowledge them maybe for some of their work? And obviously, homeless people and minorities, how can you acknowledge them? Maybe it's just a wave. You know, I, without fail, when I am at a red light here in the city and there is a person with a sign, even if I don't give them money, which sometimes I do give them money, I always wave or say hello or blow them a kiss or a little heart, I let them know with my body language or my words that I see them. And that is huge. So could you just be one of those people? And every time, almost every time, it makes their day. They have a smile on their face and I feel great and they feel great. Or even just cashiers at stores, at grocery stores, shopping. How can you just acknowledge, see them, like really see them and appreciate them? And last but not least, yourself. How can you just acknowledge more of yourself and witness all of the good that you're doing, regardless of mistakes you've made or things that are challenging? Like, can you list some qualities about you that are great or some things that you've done recently that you're proud of or things that you're working on or something hard that you've done? How can you acknowledge more of your beautiful, precious self? I love you. I hope you're having a wonderful day and I look forward to being with you next week. And hey, I also want to invite you to join me for my six-month coaching program. I'll work with just you one-on-one and I'm going to help you get the results that I know you can get. I promise your life will be different. Go to www.rebelheartcoaching.com to sign up for a consult today.
No, no, no.